Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome to today's bonus episode of FASD Hope. Today, I have the absolute honor and privilege of having a conversation with Liz Culp. Liz Culp is a Mom's Choice Gold Award winning author. She shares information that we've all needed for a long time, a private look in the mind and heart of an adult living with fetal alcohol syndrome. Liz has been an author since 2000 with her first book, The Best That I Can Be. Liz has been interviewed by Ricky Lake. She won the Tiger Woods First Start Contest and started a group called Mo Angels. Liz graduated from high school. She's been with her husband, Sam, since meeting in the early 2000s. She has been an FASD advocate since she learned she had an FASD at the age of 12 and a half years old. Liz has written three books and made a CD of eight songs that her group sang at community events and performed at the Minnesota State Capitol. Liz is a wig painter and an incredible artist. She started a program called Liz's Kitchen to create videos for people with memory issues. Liz has a large following on social media, and she is an extremely important advocate in the FASD community. Again, it's my absolute honor to have this conversation with Liz. Welcome to today's episode of FASD Hope. I have been waiting years to talk to tonight's guest. She is a warrior, and I am so humbled and inspired that we're having this conversation because she is someone who I learned about FASD from, from her books, from her advocacy, and just from her sharing her journey. So I will stop talking so we can have this conversation. Welcome to FASD Hope, Liz Culp. Yes, Liz, I'm so thankful to be talking with you. I know that you are going through a, a lot. It doesn't even begin to say what you're going through. But when your mom reached out to me this morning and asked if we, we wanted to have this conversation, my yeah. first thought was, my first thought was, okay, God, let's do this. And you know what? I I, I bet that's probably something you say a lot in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is your faith and your strength. I'm going to break up some of the some of the serious stuff with some some just some fun facts, because I think it's good for us to take sensory breaks. And even though we can't do it physically, we can do it mentally. So are you ready for my first fun question? Yeah. What's your favorite color? Neon pink. Ah, sweet. 
Sweet. And I told you before we started recording, I want you to paint my hair. A neon pink would look fantastic. <laughs> I yeah, love that. I love mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Liz, let's talk a little bit about how you started to become a champion advocate. Share with me, share with our listeners um, just about your journey, what you're comfortable in sharing. And um, I know from reading your books and, and following you, but um, whatever you feel comfortable in talking about, share away. Um, well, obviously, I, I, I love writing. I did love writing. I still kind of like, I like writing lyrics mostly, but I like writing my story because I like to get the word out there. And um, I'm currently going to be writing another book about this big hurdle we've been going on for the last past two years of really troublesome and health issues and overcoming what I've overcome. Yeah. And you are an overcomer because I, I think that people wouldn't be able to walk an inch in your shoes and you've walked your whole life in your shoes. And you have taught me so much, not only about what, FASD, what life is like as, as an adult with an FASD, but you've also really opened up a lot of people's eyes, including my own, about the medical issues that accompany this. And I know that's, you know, one of the big reasons why you're in the hospital now is because you've been waiting for these medical issues to, it's just like you said, they've been hurdles. Let's talk about that. You know, I know your mom, and I know Sam, and I know you have an amazing team around you. But let's talk about um, what do you want to share with people about the past two years that that you think it's important to let people know. Um. Oh goodness, I think it's a, well. I mean, everyone's situation is going to be so different. So I don't think. My exactly. situation particularly has anything to do with FAS in general. Um, but this is, I mean, it could have contributed because my mom damaged my body as I was in her stomach. It's possible. Also, genetics played a, played a role. And um, the diabetes and the kidney failure ran in my biological family. So I guess they passed me down is it the best <laughs> you you bring up a really good point and i'm glad you reminded me that you know with fasd everybody's different this is a spectrum diagnosis so the medical issues that you have like you said not only are could be from your your fas but also from you know genetics and stuff and things and life experience and things like that and mm. um we know you know, we know that um, there are over 400 medical conditions that that can co-occur with an FASD. So um, it's it's been really it's been really tough. I can only imagine how tough it's been for you. And just in talking to your mom and listening to her and I I've never met you, but I've been praying for you every day for the past two years. I just just want to tell you that because I'm sure there are thousands of people around who are who are doing the same thing. And this is we're going to end our phone, our conversation 
with a call to action, um, I'm, I'm going to get people, um, I'm going to get people to pray more people to pray because you are an overcomer and you are a warrior. So, um, so there, you know, the hospital, Mm -hmm. it just, it really just is such, it's such a difficult place and, and it's so hard to find hope in, in a hospital, but Mm -hmm. when you share yourself you know, when you share what you like to do, your music, your lyrics, your art, that gives me hope because that says that's Liz. Not not everything else that she's in the hospital for is Liz, but that's Liz is, is her beauty, her art, her um, her passion for music, her passion for animals. You know, you do so many things. So I'm going to take mm-hmm. another another sensory break now. And before I start with my next question, I want to know what's your favorite, what smell makes you feel like relaxed and feel, feel calm? Mm. Uh, I would say lavender. Um, I love that one. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Like a minty. Yeah. I think Cause it all, yeah. It'll help settle my stomach if I'm on easy or something. Yes, yes, I I agree a hundred percent. I love lavender. In fact, um, I carry <laughs> around a couple of lavender inhalers in my purse. <laughs> nice. So they're they're that's definitely ah oh, love it. Good, good. All right. So my next question for you is, um, your books have have like touched so many people. Your book was the first book I read after our son was hospitalized because I wanted to know how living with FASD was for someone who actually had it. You know, I read the books about FASD before, but then I was like, I really want to know somebody's point of view who's living with this. So the first book I read of yours, which I can't, can you believe it's been 23 years since you, you, published uh-huh your first book yeah. i i'm like blown away by that because i remember writing around the time that that the twin towers kept yeah around september 11th yep. yep yeah so when you wrote that first book what did you want to share with people i mean i know what i i took away from it but what inspired you to to become a writer and and not just a writer, but you you won awards for your writing. What inspired you to do that? Um, I believe that I've always been able like to communicate about my what happened with me, and it wasn't uncomfortable. As most people, um, I can't speak for everybody, but I I've noticed a lot of people with FAS feel uncomfortable about talking about the situations. And I never felt that. So I think it was a little bit different. And getting the information out there from somebody that probably doesn't feel ashamed about any about it at all helps because not everyone will talk about the whole thing because they just don't feel comfortable talking about it. And so that that, that was helpful because people need information 
and um, they don't always get it from people because they feel ashamed about whatever they have yeah. or they don't tell the whole thing because they feel embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you are very, you're very vulnerable. You, you share what, what life is like and what you, the experiences you've been through. And, and I've read several of your books and I'm very thankful to hear what you had to say because it taught me as a parent what I, I needed to know. And, um, I can say that I, I, uh, I, I still recommend when, when people text me or message me and they're, they're just starting on this journey with their families, I can say that, um, Diane Malbin's purple book and trying differently rather than harder. And then your books are the books that I recommend to get. And I, to, to start understanding about FASD and what it's like living with FASD. So in, in your book, you talked about, and I know that um, you, you've talked about this, you talked about your passion for music and how you love music and how you started Mo Angels. Can you share a little bit about that? I started with nine of us and we performed multiple places, but as we got into more recording the album, we had a downsize to the people that really wanted to do the whole entire thing and was really serious about it. And uh, we took it from there and we lasted a few years until some of the girls got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, you know, we all grew up and we went other ways, but I still like doing music. I just uh haven't recorded in a little over a year, but I um have done some stuff by myself. I love that. And who who are your musical inspirations? I like all different types of people, but um people I don't know if I should name, but that's all right. Like, you um, know what? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say I can put in a, a fun a fun question here. <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? Uh, I mean, that's the interesting part because I like both, but I mean, I obviously would probably prefer West Coast, but yeah. um, I like both. I mean, I like yeah. also um, a lot of music from Atlanta and stuff like yeah. that, like yeah. down south. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is something my son always asks. Tupac or Biggie? Of course, Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what he says, too. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you, okay, so that's cool. You're, you, West Coast influence, but Atlanta, I love hearing that. So now let's talk about how you met Sam and how Sam has been just such a um he's been such an amazing partner not only for you but i know your mom has shared her gratitude for sam helping and sam just being there um let's Mm -hmm. talk about let's talk about your relationship with sam okay so (laughs) (laughs) so how how did you meet him and how did you know that he was the one that that was meant to be with you well 
I obviously didn't know that piece at the beginning, but um, right. it was a little strange story. Actually, we were he was working at the at the um, mall at the ice cream shop, and me and my friend thought it would be a good idea to go get some free ice cream. So that's what we, <laughs> so that's what we did to go talk to him, and we got some free ice cream. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And he, it's, I know when, um, your mom has shared some things, I know that, um, he, he's involved. He has, let's talk about what he does. He does like videos and stuff like that. What do you guys, <laughs> what are some of the, the things that you guys do together? Like creative, you know, creative expression wise. He's more, um, he'll, he'll talk and he'll do all that really great but right. he likes designing and putting stuff together more so than just um his clothes he's oh yeah he, um i get he makes clothes that's right so um and like i said your mom i think your mom is one of you you both you and sam's biggest fans if not the biggest fans because she um she she has shared um, you know, just the amazing, not only the advocacy that you do, but your, your creativeness, your strengths. And so now I'm going to ask another question and then I'm going to go into, um, another, I'm, I'm going to go into some, another aspect of your life. What is your favorite time of year? What's your favorite season? Summer. Okay. All right. Any, any big reasons why? I, I don't like cold. I'm okay. anemic. So, so, and there's more things to do in the summertime, I believe, because I'm yeah. not, obviously, I'm not a snow person. So, <laughs> you're yeah. up north where it's like wicked cold. It's not just cold. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, that brings me to my next question about how you got into your art of painting wigs, designing wigs, your makeup, your amazing makeup, which I just, I'm in awe of your like cosmetology skills and your wig painting and making skills. How did you get into that? You know, I, honestly, I, uh, I saw, I seen it on other people like are on magazines or wherever, or just the media. And I saw it and, uh, decided to do it myself and then I started adding my own style to it obviously and then you come across it you can just google it if you wanted to but honestly I would just see it and I would recreate my own way I love that so you have this you have so many gifts Liz and you have this gift of being able to see something and then take it and not only not only duplicate it but add your own style to it add your own twist yes. to it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about your faith because I know your faith is incredible and you've shared in your books. I've heard you, you know, your mom talk about how faith has really made you an overcomer and your faith in God that's huge on this journey. I know for a lot of people, especially for us and, and just so many thousands of people who listen, mm -hmm. how has, how has your faith 
helped you through what you've you've been you've gone through your entire life and especially these past few years oh yeah it's hard to say um because honestly i have faith but it's it's been coming to question at sometimes because i'm i just feel it so alone and i feel like i'm not getting answers for why i'm going through this because i mean i'm not a bad person i don't know why my body keeps on fighting me and um i sometimes feel like as if not being heard anymore but i know that's not the case but that's how i feel in the momentarily feeling because i pray and pray and pray and then i also obviously i'm not a bad person so i don't understand why i'm in this predicament but i guess hopefully i'll overcome it soon well i i can tell you as as mom and also as someone who's I've I've had the blessing of talking to so many different people in the FASD community, I can tell you, Liz, that you are a miracle. And Thank you. you, your story mm-hmm. has touched thousands and mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of, of people. And I know you don't. I know it's hard for you to understand and I'm crying because this is something that I tell my son all the time. I know you don't understand why you're going through this and why you have all this pain and why you feel so lonely. But I I just want to tell you, Liz, that um, this is something that I tell my son and and I'm sure this is something a lot of parents tell their kids, especially as they get older and medically and emotionally and things just really start getting hard to the point where you just don't know how you're going to make it through each day. I yep. have to tell you that you have given me so much hope because you have overcome every year of your life. And that may not sound like a lot, but again, I I dare somebody who hasn't had the challenges you had to even walk an inch in your shoes because they couldn't. And right. you have. And I think that your you you keep going. And mm-hmm. that is faith a lot of times and i've i've shared this you know with other people a lot of times we have to have other people hold our faith for us because i don't know if you've ever felt like that i know i have where you have to have other people say it's almost like a baton it's like can you hold on to this for a second i i i feel really crappy you know yeah. or can you hold on to to my hope for a second because I don't know where it's going to come from and you and just by being Liz and just by sharing everything that you've shared you are a miracle and I think that's why I wanted to talk to you for so many years because you really are you're a miracle and um I hope I'm not embarrassing you and sounding like a, a mom that's just going on. Well, <laughs> well, 
Nope, nope. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm glad people can learn from me or whatever. I, I don't know what I give up, but I try to help. And I know now you you may not understand why, but someday mm -hmm. you will. Someday you will. And then it'll be like, oh, okay. That's that's why this all happened. And mm -hmm. I I can't say, you know, it being somebody who's I I I I tell myself that and I tell my son that on this side of heaven we may never have the answer but right. when we go home to be with the Lord someday whenever that is then we're going right. to understand and the whole the whole thing is that we got to keep going until that day comes whenever that day comes yeah I don't, I don't know if that makes sense but yeah of course it does that's how I try to think about it mm -hmm. so Definitely. so Maybe. I don't know how to follow up with that <laughs> except um I actually have a couple two two more things you, you up for two more questions yeah okay all right let's talk about your dogs and animals because I know that they've helped me and they've helped my son through tough times. Let's talk about how your dogs and, and you know, what your mom's been doing with, with service dogs and therapy dogs. And let's just talk about how dogs and animals have helped you on this journey. Mm -hmm. Well, they're definitely um, there. Well, obviously they don't know they're there for emotional, but uh, they're just they they're a good distraction and they're good loving dogs and it's good to have things that you know anything that relies on you because you know they really do and um, I think they're helpful and they're a good distraction. They also um, it's fun to teach them things. And we've taught them. I haven't taught them a lot yet, but we're in the process of learning some stuff. And they're going to be going to classes to get some training. Let's let's talk because I know this. Uh, first of all, again, I, I thank you so much for talking with me because I wanted to give you a global platform because this podcast is heard around the world. I wanted you to have a global platform so people could hear you and know that you are again you're you're a miracle you're a miracle to me and you have taught so many people just again just by being you and by what you've shared you're in a really hard spot right now you're in the hospital and you're waiting you're, you're you've been waiting and just things have been kind of postponed and, and, and I, you know, I, I can't even begin to, to describe what, um, what you have been going through and what your family's been going through. So Liz, one last question before we end, why is it so important for your voice to be heard right now in the hospital? 
Well, I think it's important for everyone to um, know because, you know, a lot of people end up in similar situations, maybe not under the same reason why I'm here, but when they're in the hospital and they're struggling and are in any type of difficult situation, it's good to know that other people have been there and they're able to overcome it so they can actually look forward and be like, you know, I can get through this too. Um, Cause that you don't always hear that people glorify. It seems like a lot of people glorify the negativity in the world instead of the positive. So it's good to put out the success stories as well, even though I haven't got there quite yet, but I will. I'm going to make it to this transplant and have a better life. You are. You are. Just been so hard. And this is where instead of a hope takeaway, which I usually do at the end of my conversations, this is a call to action. Anyone who's listening, where you are in your faith, whether you're you're not strong in it, whether you are strong in it. This is a call to action. And I've never done this type of call to action before, but you know what? It's okay. We need to pray for Liz in this journey. This is probably the biggest hurdle, if not one of the biggest hurdles that she's overcoming in her journey, in her story of her faith and her story of her strength and in her story of expressing herself. This is a huge, huge hurdle being in the hospital and having the medical issues that she has and waiting for a transplant. I want you, if you can hear my voice, I want you to pray mm -hmm. for Liz and I want you to pray for her family. And if you're not a praying person, then I want you to ask someone else to pray because we need your prayers right now. Just like I make a call to action for you to contact your, your two senators and your representative about the FASD Respect Act. And just like I ask you to, to do, do those things, I need you to pray for Liz because Liz is a legacy in the world. Not just the FASD world, but Liz, your legacy is incredible. And I'm not going to cry again. <laughs> I am so honored to have this conversation with you and to hear from you directly what you want to share with people. So if you can hear my voice, I want you to pray for Team Liz. And I know that Jody uses that hashtag Team Liz. And just know that I'm going to keep praying for Team Liz. And if you haven't read any of Liz's books, read them. If you haven't followed her or followed Jody, please do so. And I just want to thank you, Liz, so much for just being you thank you very much and thanks for having me 
Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by liking and following FASD Hope anywhere you find your podcasts. Remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.